my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Aaron Bandler. Always a great time talking to Aaron. Uh, and we covered a lot. We, we, we started with a little football talk, as always. <laughs> Usually standard when Aaron's on the show. Um, we talked about the, the litany of impeachable uh, offenses committed by Joe Biden in the last couple weeks. Uh, we talked about Stacey Abrams uh, saying that women should murder their babies to help with inflation. Uh, and a bunch more. I think you guys will enjoy the show. Before I get to Aaron, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, uh, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Aaron Bandler. Aaron, how you been, man? Good. How are you, Brady? I'm doing fantastic. So but we have a ton to get to, as always. But uh, mm-hmm. we have to start here. Aaron, you're dominating our fantasy league this year. Your five roster and is five and one. And here's the thing. You shouldn't be. Because you're by far the worst homer we have in the league. I mean, every <laughs> year you draft a whole bunch of 49ers players. And, like, that works. You know, like the year they went to the Super Bowl, that worked out well for you. But, like, the Niners, they're not bad, but they're 3-3. Three and three. Their offense has struggled. And, I mean, like, the 49ers roster in real life is doing better in fantasy than they are in real life. So I just don't understand. Make, make it make sense to me, Aaron. Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, well, that's fantasy for you, right? Where um, where sometimes players who are good fantasy players don't necessarily translate as, like, good real-life players. And, like, 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 the guys on my team, like Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jeff Wilson... Niners defense, they're are all very good. It, I, I would say, are all good individually, but as a cohesive unit, the team hasn't really gelled. I, I in part because of uh, all the injuries they've had to deal with. Um, so I think I, I think that's probably what explains it. Yeah, for sure. And then also, like a lot of people that that play fantasy don't understand that like players don't even have to be good in real life. Like especially like quarterbacks, you know. Like if you just have a quarterback yeah. that runs, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray's not good. In real life, at all, but, right? But he's but he's great for fantasy, and it's like you won a couple matchups with like big performances from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and like he's terrible. Like if you watch him yeah. play, like he's like slow, he's small. No, well, he also doesn't get a whole lot of volume, but if yeah. he, he did well early on because he was getting a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he got sure. a lot of goal line carries. Um, that seems to have slowed down over the past couple of weeks, so you know he'll have to adjust accordingly. Dude, and I just have this like immaculate well put together roster and I'm just losing. <laughs> like I had a great right. draft. Pull up some nice yeah. trades and I'm two and four. It's like I just That's fantasy. That's fantasy, man. And dude, I uh I was telling a buddy about this last night. Like all of our matchups are low scoring because like the NFL has kind of sucked this year. Like through six weeks, and this is a crazy yeah. stat, through six weeks, the NFL has had a hundred fewer touchdowns than at this point last season 120 fewer touchdowns than at this point in 2020 so it's like these games it's like like jj Leahy won his matchup 
in our league last week, like 80 to 60. It's like, dude, that's brutal. Two healthy rosters scoring 140 total points is like bad. That's unheard of. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, it's like you look at some of these games, it's like you'll have entire games where nobody scores a touchdown. It's just like nine to six field goals. And it's like, I yeah. don't know, man. It's a weird year. Side note, I think they should just stop playing football on Thursdays. Like those games are just unwatchable. Uh, yeah, the worst games. It's also like no more artificial turf. Too many players get hurt on it. Oh, yeah, dude. Knees, concussions. I mean, man, yeah, you're slamming your head on concrete with AstroTurf. Right yeah. I don't know why that hasn't outlawed yet. It's just too, too many owners want to be cheap. Yeah. I mean, they, they might like, I don't know, man. I mean, with the Tua stuff where he got knocked unconscious two weeks in a row, it's like they yeah. might they might start making some changes. Yeah. You know? Because they just can't have these guys. Yeah. You know, Mike Webster, Junior Seau, like, killing themselves. You know what I mean? You just can't have that with all this right. CTE stuff. We should probably talk a little politics. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure neither one of us want to, but, you know, hey, what are we doing here? The <laughs> The Biden regime is in absolute panic mode right now over the midterms, and they should be. I mean, like, they're going to get shellacked despite the GOP having pretty bad— I mean, we have some really good candidates, but we have a lot of really bad ones, too— um, but they're they're still gonna get shellacked, and and the and Joe Biden, he 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 keeps doing these extremely unconstitutional, certainly impeachable, even the things that maybe aren't unconstitutional, certainly impeachable things to try to help his party. First, obviously, he begs the Saudis to hold off on cutting oil production until after the midterms. Mm-hmm. The Saudis hate Biden, so they, so they snitched right. on him, but, which is hilarious. But um, then he, he called the, the mayor of El Paso, Texas, who's a Democrat, and strong-armed him into putting off declaring a state of emergency on the border until after the election, right? Because there's like tens of thousands mm-hmm. of migrants pouring into El Paso um, illegally, and he was going to issue a, a state of emergency so they can try to put an end to this. And Biden convinced him not to until after the midterms, which is just, it's madness. You know, like it he, is madness. And, it's, and it's, as you said, it's the sign of a sign of desperate president who sees the polls are are tightening in these various Senate races and the red wave is coming. Yeah. I mean, imagine like convincing a mayor to let his city crumble for the party, the capital yeah. P party. You know, what I mean, that is like yeah. a very communist collectivist. It is. Mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um I mean, that's what happens when, you know, when, when you know, everything's about the party and, and everyone's so tribal, unfortunately. Yeah. And and the uh, our strategic petroleum reserve is now at its lowest level in almost 50 years. Biden is releasing another 15 million barrels of oil um, to try to bring gas prices down. I mean, when, when he does this, it only brings gas prices down for a week, maybe yeah. two weeks. Um, but that's all he cares about. He's just trying to artificially bring the price of gas down for a couple weeks before the election. Man, I mean, the regime can keep trying these dirty tricks, but it's just not going to work. I am, I'm the ultimate pessimist when it comes to predicting elections. I just predict that we're going to lose everything all the time. I don't know. I just, I, I'm very pessimistic about these things, but I, I really do think that we are going to see a red wave. I, I don't care how many of these dirty tricks the Biden regime pulls. I, I do believe that the Democrats are about to be punished for what they're doing to this country. Mm-hmm. Well, when I mean, people are are literally feeling the pain with inflation and gas prices and so forth. Yeah, so such such dirty tricks that you mentioned just aren't as effective, you know. But I mean, it, people feel it in, in their checkbooks, in their wallets. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and I, I hate this line, the like, oh, what if it was a Republican doing these things? I know that's like the most boring, <laughs> yeah. useless talking point. I understand. But it's like, my goodness, Aaron, it's crazy. Like, it is crazy what you can get away with if you're a Democrat. It truly it's about is. anything, like, it seems like. Like if a Republican drained the strategic oil reserve right before an election. I, it, like, come on, man. If you t- if, if a yeah. Republican president, if like Donald Trump called a Republican mayor of a town that was struggling and forced him to have, to, to not, you know, told him, no, 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 you can't declare a state of emergency until after the election. My goodness, what if it came out that George Bush or Donald Trump did something like that? You know, what if what if a Republican president begged a foreign government to help members of his party mm-hmm. get elected? I mean, dude, that is wild stuff. That is absolutely wild, wild stuff. I mean, that, that that's the kind of move that should end the presidency he should be immediately impeached removed from office and and something like that like if a republican did something like that it would render the republican party unviable electorally for yeah. like a decade you know yeah I mean? well and, and also the media would, would be as would be 200 media coverage putting putting a microphone in front of every republican politician asking them to condemn the president's actions you know but of course when a democrat does it silence yeah. Or praise. Or praise. Yeah, so, yeah. so it goes. <laughs> yeah. So it goes with the media. Yeah. They're like, oh, he begged the Saudis to uh to to hold off on cutting oil production. Good. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like, oh, go good. get him, Joe. See, go get him, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean it's not even it's not even that they refuse to report on it, it's that they report on his wickedness as as good, you know. Yeah. I think there's a Bible verse about calling good evil and evil good. Um but <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is wild. I mean, in the fact that they did impeach Donald Trump for essentially the same thing, but not as extreme, you know, and not. Yeah. It, it, like, you know, Trump, uh, he wanted dirt on like the Hunter Biden Ukrainian deals. He's like, well, maybe I'll withhold military aid to Ukraine. And then he decided against it anyway and just send him the money anyway. And mm-hmm. it wasn't this close to an election. And so it was like, I mean, that was bad. Like Trump shouldn't have done that. But like. This is much, much worse. I mean, this is like a, a, a directly trying to influence, using a foreign government to directly influence an election. I mean, that is like much worse. I mean, doesn't, doesn't matter what you think about Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, that, did, that's, that's, much worse. that's literally the kind of thing that, that Trump got impeached over. So, again, double standards when it comes to Democrats. And it's these debates, too, like going back to the midterms. Well, I should mention the few debates that Democrats are actually participating in. <laughs> you know, most of them aren't. They're yeah. Most of the, these liberal candidates are refusing to debate. But the debates that the Democrats are participating in are not going well. Um, I mean, they, they've destroyed the economy. Like, what are these people supposed to say on a debate stage? I mean, they've they've taken a howitzer to the American economy. People are much poorer than they were two years ago. I mean, they, you just can't talk your way out of that. They really thought— and this is really incredible, what we saw from Stacey Abrams this morning. They really thought that abortion um, would be their golden ticket, and it's just not. It's not working out for them. They're trying their best to to make abortion the top issue, um, which is just never going to happen. It, it's never going to happen when inflation is—true mm-hmm. inflation's in the double digits. So Abrams, uh, who's like the queen of Georgia, she thinks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, she what? She was in Star Trek as like queen of the world or president of the <laughs> world or yeah. whatever. But uh, she might actually be like the worst lib in this country. 
I mean, this woman is just awful. She's just awful. But she, so she goes on, on Morning Joe on MSNBC, and she says that women should kill their babies to help with inflation. She said that, right. She said because, that. Because, yeah, nothing, because, because, you know, nothing helps inflation like killing babies. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'll have much more, to add, much more to add than what, than what you said. But, um, but, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the Democrats don't, don't, have, don't have any legacy said on this election. They just... You know, if you're trying to milk January 6th, you're trying to milk Dobbs. It's it's you can see the desperation in all the various candidates. Yeah, and it's just not. If you look at the polling data, abortion is way down. I mean, it's just not. Yeah. A top issue. Obviously, inflation is the top issue. Obviously, people are they're looking at their 401k. I mean, 401ks have lost like I don't know what percentage of their value. 15, 20 yeah. percent of their value on average, maybe more by now in the last year. I mean, it's crazy. What what the right. spending has done to people's savings and retirements, and, mm-hmm. and to to get on TV and just try to bring the conversation back to abortion by saying, you know, the only reason why you care about the price of gas and food is because you're having kids. You should have less kids. It's like, man, that is just like a a, a demonic thing to say. I mean, that that is it a is. truly wicked thing to say. And the the Democratic Party truly believes that that is that talking point will help them. I mean, it's it's wild, man. I mean, they like. They're flailing, obviously. They're desperate, but it's like I, I can't imagine what strategist told them that was a good idea. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, again, it, it's it's just that these are the only issues that they feel like they can win on, and it's and it's not working. But it just goes to show how, um, as the, as the late Rush Limbaugh always say, that that Democrats view abortion and Planned Parenthood is like Christians view Jesus. Yeah. Um, where it, it, they just, you know, it, it's like a religion for them. And if you dare speak out against it, you know, blasphemy. So, yeah. And, and, and now it's like, you know, we've gone so far. It's like, it's amazing how far we've gone from safe, legal, and rare to killing babies helps inflation. Killing babies helps inflation. Yeah. yeah. And we, I forget what, what news outlet is one of like the major, you know, corporate press outlets that ran a ran an article a few weeks ago that was something along the lines of like we're uh we're facing a baby food shortage and you know the pro-life cause is making it much worse <laughs> or whatever it's like yeah holy crap guys like that is just like i i guess if you're this crazy like atheist lib who's like never left the east coast or los angeles you know, they yeah. just live in this like coastal elitist bubble. I guess like that something saying something like that wouldn't offend you, but like even your just average normal like Democrat, like that's gonna sound crazy. That's gonna yeah. sound crazy to normal people. And like, you know, I it, it, Republicans do this too, where they just think it's a good idea to focus on the wrong yeah. things when they're campaigning. And like, I it mm. drives me crazy when Republicans do it. You saw it in, and thank God JD Vance looks like he's gonna handle Tim Ryan pretty easily here in Ohio. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was looking sketchy for a while there, and it was driving me crazy because JD, like he's a real Trumpy guy, you know, he's one of like the Peter Thiel guys, which is fine, like you know, whatever. But like he was focusing on like all the Trump talking points that like people in Ohio don't yeah. really care about. So he's like, his main point at some of these campaign stops would be like, we got to break up Amazon, and <laughs> talking about like big tech censor, like Twitter censoring conservatives. It's yeah, like, dude, like what? Like like young men on Twitter care about yeah. that. Like right wingers, twenty five year old Trump voters on Twitter care about that stuff. But like that's not what like your average farmer in rural Ohio like he doesn't give a, he doesn't care about Amazon. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? And that's the same thing with abortion and Democrats. It's like 
guys, like the people that are passionate about needing to kill babies are like non-religious, liberal women between the ages of 18 and 40. Like that's not that many people. Like that's like, yeah. one, if if you're not a woman between the age of 18 and 40, like your abortion's not going to be the first thing on your mind. I mean, like just, you know, basic human physiology. Like, I, I don't know, you know, like yeah. it's just not, it's not like your average voter is not, like if you're a 55-year-old man, like there, there's no 55-year-old man on the planet who thinks, who is going to the voting booth thinking like, oh, mm. abortion. Like that's my top issue, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, I, I don't understand, like I've worked on campaigns and that's why it's so painful for, for me yeah. to watch both sides do this. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what political strategists are telling these people to focus on the wrong things. I mean, it's like everybody knows, man. I mean, everybody, I mean, just take a look around. Like, everybody knows what the major issues are. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember when JD won that primary, he did one of the first things mentioned in his speech was going after love for growth. Like, well, how does that help? How does that help anyone? You know, it's like <laughs> supposed to, 12 and candidates supposed to unite everyone in the party and not, not, you know, not alienate them. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like he's, he is, you know, back on, back on message to what he should be saying so yeah i mean yeah i mean there, there are a lot of bad um you know political operatives out there on both sides yeah and i guess you know it is it obviously bothers us when republicans are focusing on the wrong issues i, I guess like just a thought experiment aaron <laughs> like yeah if you were advising one of these liberals i mean i guess what would you have your candidate focus on i mean your party has just taking a blowtorch to people's savings accounts i mean like it's i mean what can you focus on can you i mean focus you can maybe yeah. maybe criticize biden and portray so as a moderate democrat but i mean i i don't think a moderate democrat could really do well um you know in the sense that like you know the party base is too far gone to the left so yeah i mean tim ryan has tried that but it just doesn't work because he's he's voted yeah. with biden 100 percent of the time he hasn't taken a yeah. single a single vote <laughs> against against the yeah. regime in the last two years. So it's just like when you have a 100% Biden, like, dude, even if he had a 90%, right? Like, people called Joe Manchin a moderate because he only votes with Biden, like, 93% of the time. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, guys like Tim Ryan can't even say that. So it's like, mm -hmm. I, I guess with the, you know, January 6th or abortion, I mean, I, I guess what else? What else do they have at this point? Yeah, no, nothing. I mean, it's it's just, yeah. Nothing. That's how bad it is for them right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's Republicans drive me as crazy as Democrats, mostly because I want them to win and they try very hard not to win. You know, it's like with, with the political environment we're looking at now, man, it's like if we could just swap out a couple of these candidates for reasonable adults like Herschel Walker, yeah. Dr. Oz, like if we just had better candidates, you know, if, if conservatives would stop, you know, worshiping guys like Kanye West. You know, like yeah. after he goes on a, a tirade about how he hates the Jews, you know what I mean? Like all these like ridiculous own goals by Republicans. It's like we should be looking at a 60 seat pickup in the House and 55 Republican senators or whatever. But it's like, you know, I don't know. Both parties. It's like a race to the bottom, man. It's like how <laughs> how yeah. unprofessional can we be? How many times can we shoot ourselves in the foot? It's like, guys, can't you just. Can't you, just, you see Trump the other day. Trump comes out and says, don't vote for the Republican Senate candidate in Colorado because he's a rhino. It's like, dude, yeah. Yeah, Susan Collins is a rhino, too. You know why? Yeah. Because it's a blue state. Like, what do you want, man? Like, I'm sorry. Like, Ted Cruz is not winning in Colorado. 
Like Rand Paul is not winning in Colorado. Like the the best you can hope for is a rhino who will at least occasionally vote against crazy spending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just about the best you're gonna yeah, get. Yeah. Like, well, if, and, you know, Trump sometimes puts his puts grudges above, you know, what's good for the country. So you don't say. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't, yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's. You, uh, again, so some of it may just be the, the bad political operatives, or you know, with Kanye, it's like you know sometimes conservatives get so ecstatic when someone in 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 like Hollywood music circles, you know, like start saying things that aren't in, that aren't entirely insane politically speaking, um, that they that they celebrate they celebrate them and then overlook the actual insane things that Kanye's been saying about Jews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I just uh, I benefit from just a, a general distaste for all celebrities yeah i just don't trust them <laughs> you know what i mean i, I just, don't blame you <laughs> so i just I, I i'd never get caught up in this stuff but uh one one note i do have to mention before i let you go aaron i, I just thought this is wonderful from the washington i don't i don't uh <laughs> yeah wonderful and the washington post are rarely in the same sentence on this podcast obviously but uh washington post released a poll this morning uh, or last night rather um where they asked voters what they thought the greatest threat to democracy was Mm-hmm. And I, this was bait. I mean, this was this poll was just bait. I'm sure they were hoping everybody would say Donald Trump or like Republicans or January 6th or whatever. Um, 59% said the mainstream media. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, uh, it's great, man. Uh, it, like they, they are really losing the narrative, man. Like it, it, when when people can't afford food, it all breaks down. I mean, like the the Democrat corporate press complex, for lack of a better term. It's like, man, that only works when the economy's doing well. People have money, and people have time to worry about things like January 6th. But, man, look when you look, when people can't afford Christmas gifts for, for their kids, they're, they're not, they don't care about January 6th. They don't care about the, the buffalo hat guy that walked into Nancy Pelosi's office. Like, that's just not, it's just, it's not working for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's surpri- It's crazy that it worked for this long, right? They They did weaponized January 6th and, and, and any little thing Donald Trump mm-hmm. would say or tweet against Republicans, but it's just not working. You love to see it. Exactly. Yeah. You, 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 you love to see it for sure. Aaron, my brother, I know I got to let you go. Uh, where can everybody read your stuff? Uh, follow you online, keep in touch, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Vandler's Banter uh, and, you know, Jewishshow.com is where, it's where I write, um, you know, I write some good stuff over there. So check it out. Everybody check it out, and everybody follow Aaron. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.